optimism for this season is it real is it real son let me know it's real is it really real i'll tell you why it can be in just a second here on locked on jaguars you are locked on jags your daily jacksonville jaguars podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you guys for joining me for another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am your host, Tony Wiggins. been covering this team for about 13 years now in a lot of different ways and on a lot of different platforms. And it's been the same old thing every single year, optimism and then letdowns. We're going to talk today about whether or not the optimism is real and what do you have as reasons that you can tangibly grab and hold on to as to why the optimism for the Jaguar season is something very real today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered for this season with more props odds and lines than ever before because bet online is where the game starts this is a heck of a segue by the way into today's show because you can actually make a wager on the over and under right now and in doing so you're gonna have to come up with reasons why you believe this is real and why it's not and this I'm talking about is this new feeling of euphoria, this new feeling of they finally got it right. I know we've heard Shah Khan say that a couple of times about the hiring process over the last couple of years. It feels a little bit different to me this time. And, and I know that there are going to be fans and rightfully so people who are skeptical. I might call it weary. Um, uh, because i understand that too if you don't i'm gonna break it down for you right here in segment one and then i'm gonna tell you why there is a feeling of optimism in segment two and in segment three i'll tell you why that we can strike a little bit of a balance between the optimism and the weariness or the optimism and skepticism we'll do that and break it all down for you and tell the only people that's going to help you get over that is the team on the field on Sunday. So we'll discuss that too in segment three, but a little bit of backdrop to it. Every single year, the enthusiasm by the Jaguar fans is high every single year. And it, of course, it's derived from the same place that everyone else's fans have uh, optimism. And that's because you wish and you hope that things are going to go right. That's just the way it turns out. It, it always comes out that way where you want the best and the optimism comes from the fact that nobody's going to sit around and buy tickets and buy jerseys and expect to lose. Right? No, they're not going to do that. So folks are going to uh, hope and wish for the absolute best from their team. That happens every single year. And usually by week four or five, it's over for Jaguar fans. And what happens is over a period of time that leads folks to start saying, I ain't going through this no more, man. I'm not going to put myself through this again. I'm not going to sit here and get my hopes up. And I'm not going to sit here and think that this year is going to be better. You know what? I'm also not going to poo-poo it and go and just say, well, it's no big. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You got, and there's a handful of people out there like that. And some of us know who exactly who I'm talking about. There's a handful of people that are always going to just think the worst. And if the best happens, then the best happens, right? 
Uh, so we ain't really talking about those people. That that's an outlier group of people, a small, small vocal group of people. But there are fans that reasonably have this feeling that look, if it goes well, it goes well, but I'm not gonna torture myself by thinking that we're going to be successful. And in in, in breaking that down, you have to ask yourself especially for a franchise like that one, the one that I cover, you got to ask yourself what is what would be uh, uh, thought of as successful. I'm talking about competence. I'm not talking about winning the Super Bowl, although you never put a lid on it because you never know what's going to happen. I'm talking about that at some point we can go, okay, this is headed in, the, in, in, in a solid, good direction regardless of what the record is but the record we say that kind of stuff but then the record will sort of indicate whether or not it's actually on the right path because the jaguars won one game two years ago and they were competitive in like nine or ten of them so at some point wins and losses do matter but more importantly you they just there has to the feeling of success here has to be that they're not the worst team in the league anymore. And I'm not talking about year to year. I'm just talking about period. Just period. When you lump all of the years ago, I don't care if it's three, 10, or 20. When you pretty much have thought the Jaguars were the worst franchise in the National Football League over the past blank amount of years, whether it's five, seven, nine, 12, it does not change regardless of which one of those numbers you pick. That has to stop. Did I sound like Urban Meyer when I said that? That he said that last. Let me go back and say, last year he said when he took over about talking about the fans just being in the stadium for uh, visiting fans. He said that blank has to stop. No, that's not what has to stop. What has to stop is they have to stop being the team that as soon as you ask. Anybody, they'll stop you. They'll cut you off mid said, Hey, who's the worst team in the NFL? Jacksonville. That is what we're, we're looking to change. So what is success? I think the fans have a right to, 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 uh, to want baby steps. Not to want baby steps, but they have the right to accept baby steps. They have a right to know or feel that at some point this thing is going in the right direction as opposed to halfway through the season the fans wanting to it's like they can't wait till it's over if if we wait till it's over we'll get to start you know what it's almost like you ever play video games with somebody when you were a kid usually eight games into the season and i'm being generous when i say eight games in the season the jaguars go hit that reset button that's what the fans do hit the reset button like no we need to start this over at some point we're not going to want to start it over. We shouldn't. I think it starts this year that we don't want to start it over. We want it to continue because we think it's a a, a big part of growth and development. We ain't going to want to reboot everything. We just want guys to grow up and we want to keep going so we can get to that next year. I want the feeling of wait till we wait till next year because we have all of these guys. When you look up and most of your roster is set, they just got to grow up. Put yourself in a situation where the bills were a year or two ago. I know the Bengals have 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 gotten everybody to thinking that you can turn this thing around in, in one uh, season with one great quarterback. Look, 
I'm not going to put a, a lid or cap on optimism, but I will say that I don't even think you have to do that for the Jaguar fans to be okay with it. We're going to talk more about it. We're going to figure out why they have a why they should be optimistic. And I'm going to tell you why I understand that you guys, I just sort of did it a little bit, but why I understand why you guys are weary. And then in segment three, I, I probably should, uh, I probably gave you a hint just a few seconds ago. I'm going to discuss why it's okay to be optimistic, optimistic and weary and a little bit afraid and be able to uh, openly and willingly accept a non bengals type turnaround, the type of turnaround that's a little bit more gradual and a little bit more understandable. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars, man, because that's what we do. It's your daily podcast. We thank you for making us your first listen. And we're free on all platforms. I definitely have to remind you about that. And I'm going to right now remind you about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. One of the things that's on there right now is the over-under for how many wins the Jaguars will have this year. Last I checked, it was 6.5, but you can check by going on BetOnline.now and finding all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball action with those Yankees out there doing their thing and Adam Verlander acting like he's never going to get old for out there pitching. They got to make some decisions about his future, but uh, he looks like he's going to be the Tom Brady of pitchers, doesn't he? But you can figure all of that out at Bet Online because it's your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including boxing, MMA, and golf. Boxing is a good question. Now, who's the best fighter at 135? We'll figure it out soon, won't we? Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action because BetOnline is where the game starts. And y'all are my crew. Crew thick. We crew thick. And you guys start here with me every single day making us your first listen and we are absolutely grateful for you to do that which nfl stars moves the betting line the most starting july 18th locked on gives you that's today by the way locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players in the nfl from the odds makers at bet online available today on locked on nfl wherever you get your podcast and on youtube talking about optimism and hope all right, let's do the good news. Give you reasons why I believe the Jaguars are optimistic. And even though I did a podcast, I would say about two or three weeks ago, detailing the fact that if uh, Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl here in Jacksonville, he'd be the first coach during the Super Bowl era to win a Super Bowl. Of course, during the Super Bowl era, be the first coach to do that with two different franchises. So um, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. But as we were just talking about, is the Super Bowl the actual only way Jaguar fans will be happy and the only thing you consider as a quote-unquote successful season? I don't believe that's the case. I think Jaguar fans are looking a little, a little bit towards optimism. So what does Doug Peterson bring in terms of that? An incredible amount of organization, uh, a great communicator, They're not only to the media, but as well it seems to the players, the players really – buy into it but he's also been around the league and he has good pedigree he came from a really really good tree with andy reed and he's won a super bowl in philly 
He wanted, you know, with a franchise that was starving to win, similar to the one here in Jacksonville. He also wanted, in a way, and with backup quarterback going up against the ultimate competitors in both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and for and for a, a city and its fans that craved winning and in like Philadelphia. So it's a little bit different here in Jacksonville. But uh, the one thing that remains constant is pressure is pressure. And I do believe that he's the man for the job so far. So good. Uh, I like the way that he has a background with quarterbacks and the way that they sort of insulated and surrounded Trevor Lawrence with uh, a lot of coaches and guys that are really going to push him and allow him to be the quarterback. I like the fact too, that this won't be a situation where someone has to run from press conferences or substitute someone in that they think everyone likes. We've talked about that at nauseum, whereas Trevor Lawrence gets the chance to go be with his teammates and just talk to us sparingly where the coach and the, and the coordinators will have all of the answers. And in the past, you've sort of looked beyond the head coach, especially after the last year, you thought that's what you're going to get with Urban Meyer, but then you realized that he wasn't going to be able to tell you much because it seemed like when he talked, he either didn't know much or he just didn't give a, give a hoot about telling you stuff. Now, Doug Doug Peterson is is the, is the type of dude that we will all be satisfied with the questions and and the and the tasks and 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 the way that he speaks to the media. You get the feeling that his word is the last one when it comes to football operations and it comes to team matters. So you won't leave there thirsty after you talk to somebody and say, hey, can we get somebody else down here to explain this? No, I think he's going to be able to really, really do a good job. And why is that important? Messaging. Messaging is extremely important. Uh, I guess you guys say talking and having messages don't win games. You're right. What's going to happen on the field is going to need to be explained, whether it's win, wins or losses. And therefore, you start to see more accountability. And the more accountability you start to see, it becomes real, real easy to identify uh, whose who's fault it is, what they need to do better. And that allows you to have a clear direction of where you need to go and what you need to do. And that's what Jaguar fans want in a nutshell. They want to understand the direction that the team is going and that they won't have to hit that reset button seven, eight games, sometimes five games into the season, right? So I, I think all of that ties together with whether – the result on the field is what you want or not, at least to have someone when you spend your money, at least what do you do? What does Karen and everybody else do? They always ask for the supervisor. Let me speak to the manager, right? When things go wrong, you want to know and you need answers. I think Doug Peterson is the guy's going to be able to give them to you, whether they go good or bad. I don't think it's going to be as much bad as you think, because I think that that ability that he, that he has will be better will better serve the team uh before the results come in it'll better serve the team because now he'll be able to communicate better with his players and everybody will understand what the expectation is for the jaguars trevor lawrence got a year older that's another reason to be optimistic uh travis Etienne is healthy has been working out and has looked from an athletic standpoint i know he's just running around in shorts but he has looked like a madman out there james robinson is going to get healthy you'll have two players that you believe you can count on at those positions. Whether or not you think he was worth the money, when you look at Christian Kirk stats, that's better than anything the Jaguars have had around here in a long time at wide receiver. And he was able to do that by being the second, sometimes the third option in Arizona. So that gives you another little bit of an idea 
that when you put him with the other guys that they have coming back, that they're going to improve. I like the fact that they changed the coaching staff, especially on the offensive line. I, I was never enamored with George Warhop and, 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 and his track record going back to Tampa, but it seems like to me that uh, the versatility that they talk about along the offensive line and having moving parts and guys that can do a lot of different things. And now you can legitimately, legitimately go seven deep on that offensive line, and those are guys that you know. Luke Fortner would be number eight, and he was a third-round pick and a young guy who played a lot in the Southeastern Conference. So I do believe things from an offensive standpoint, you, you'll see more structure. You'll see more game planning. You'll see more concepts and understanding of football. Defensively, I really love the athletic profile. They're, they're going to lean on it. They're going to lead with it, and you see it. We're gonna, they are trying to be bigger and stronger without sacrificing speed than other teams in the NFL. That's what you have to do when you pick high. You better get the most athletic guys and then just not just hope, but get get the bodies in there and then we can fix the football stuff. But you can't you can't squeeze orange juice from a bag of onions if your guys aren't physically ready to play. So I do like the athletic profile. If there is a couple of questions I have, I'll talk about them in the next segment. Um, I'll do it right now. I'll talk. I'm a little bit worried about the secondary, and it's not because they haven't dedicated the numbers or they haven't dedicated the resources to to the position. I'm just not sure how good everybody is yet. And and that's the thing that if I have a little bit of a concern that that would be it. But that that's not the worst problem that you could have because you can do some things about coverage. You can affect coverage with the way that you play on the front end. So, you know, and you can not cover people, but still be able to light it up on offense and just win a bunch of games with offense. So I'm not really, really too concerned about that. Now, reasons to be weary. They do exist. Uh, and it's not just because of the past. So we'll talk a little bit more about reasons to be weary, but then let you know that it's okay to be weary and it's okay to be skeptical and it's okay to have the one raised eyebrow. I don't know if I can do it with the other eye, but it's okay to have those things. There you go right there. It's okay to have those things and still not feel like you're hurting someone's feeling or, or feelings or that you putting a root on a team because you're, or you're hedging your bets. That's all right. You're a fan. You can hedge your bets. You can do whatever you want to do. You can feel how you want to feel. And that's the good part of being a fan. So we're going to discuss all of that too. Uh, we're going to let you know right now to make sure that you tune into the locked on NFL podcast. Yours truly. You can make that your next listen of the day. Cause you make this your first listen. But your second listen is Locked on NFL Podcast, Monday through Friday, five days a week. Great NFL league-wide podcast. I am uh, fortunate to and, and honored to host on Wednesday with my partner, James Rapine. So make sure you check that out. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you like and subscribe and and, and be on that too because uh, the offseason has – it's never stopped. We've been on that the whole time. All right, man, we're going to talk more about your team here, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we're going to do that in just a second after I tell you about our friends over at Dave. Now, Dave, I want you to pay very attention. You can read that on the bottom of the screen. Dave is an app. It's D-A-V-E. It's going to help you because the Dave app, I haven't experienced this in a long time, but I can think back to when I had a bunch of kids in daycare and I was young and I had five kids at one point in daycare and 
in after school uh, extended days. So sometimes cash was a little bit short, especially being a single parent as I was for a long time. I couldn't be at work all the time. So sometimes I had to be with my kids and I would miss money. And every now and then you get to the point where you need a little bit of help. Now, you can't change the past, but what you could get is a little help from your future self, right? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift that you don't think you can afford, or catch up on bills. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member F-D-I-C. And I am T-O-N-Y, Wiggy. That's right, Tony Wiggins. Welcome you to the third and final segment of Locked on Jaguars, where I'm going to talk about your weariness about the Jaguars. I used to get into arguments with people that I consider friends now because I would report something from training camp that looked so good and it looked as if um, the Jaguars were going to be a little bit better than we were all used to them being and and there was a bunch of optimism and a bunch of hope. And all of a sudden, they come out in week one or two, and people go, well, where'd all that optimism and hope go with? Because they stink once again. We have seen this over and over again, no more so than last year with Urban Meyer coming in here with his college championships and, and all of his big talk. And then that thing went south really, really quick. Week one, they got blasted by Houston, who most people felt probably had the worst record in, 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 in the NFL. And the Jaguars looked absolutely, totally unprepared. This year, I don't think that's going to happen. And even if they don't win games right out of the gate, I do believe that they will be uh, a better product. You can see the direction that they'll be going. And for a lot of people, that won't be good enough. And I get it. I totally understand. Um, This might not be Cincinnati Bengals 2021 all over again, folks. It's okay to be skeptical skeptical because you've earned that. And they've given you reasons to feel that way. But it's okay to be optimistic and optimistic and skeptical. It's okay to wait and have a wait and see approach because you're going to be happy and enthusiastic and enthusiastic about football being back anyway. The thing is, is though I want you to know that in my opinion, there's no contradiction between being happy, enthusiastic, and at the same time being weary and cautious about how you invest your emotions into this team. I will tell you this, though. Here's the the silver lining. I do think the – I don't want you guys to have baggage, so I do think that this year at some point will give you reason and hope that we're on the right track. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big, big season. He may not have a number one wide receiver yet. But there's going to only be a few things after this year you're going to think that they need. I don't think you're going to ever think they need any more linebackers. You're not, you're not going to think they need any pass rushers. I don't even think you're going to think they need any defensive defensive linemen. If anything, you won't need running backs. I think you might can use another offensive lineman or two, uh, maybe a tight end. But as the things that you need shrink, 
I got stuff all over my hand here. As the things that you may need start to shrink. Let's get another tight end, man. Let's get us a number one receiver, maybe another DB, and touch the offensive line up. That's probably four things that you'll need going into next season. That's not a lot. Not as long as you got a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and you can touch two guys in free agency, and that's where the optimism comes. The optimism is I really believe from an infrastructure standpoint that they have done a better job. I think the scouting department along with the front office, with uh, GM Trent Baalke, as well as Doug Peterson, I think that they are on the same page, whether that page is right or wrong, they are on the same page when it comes to what they need to build. Now, I do know that Doug Peterson probably – would have loved for them to touch and address the offense a little bit more. You can't do everything in one season, in one off season. So um, if anything, they may, they may need another beyond the X's and O's guy outside. They may need a, another consistent young tight end to grow with a DB, whether I don't know, just a great player in the secondary to add to the team and some depth on the offensive line. But I know if you're Jaguar fans and I tell you that's what they need, I know what you all going to say. That's it? Yeah, that's the optimism I'm talking about. That's why you can understand that it may not all come really quickly, but there's going to be a reason for them to be optimistic just by the sense of you're going to recognize that this year they ain't going to need too much more to get better, to, to even take another step. They have the hardest thing licked. And what that is, is the quarterback position. And then the other thing that they have, I believe they have guys in their front seven that are difference makers that you're going to be able to stack up against any other front seven in the National Football League. And we needed to start somewhere. I have talked about it in the past so many times that the problem we have or we have had here is the foundation was always having to be retooled after one season. You build it up, oh, got to break it down and build it again. I don't, I do not think that that's what's going on. And I'm going to leave room for the fact that they may win some games that people don't expect them to win. And with that, see, this is the part that that we don't understand, or we have to understand. We can talk about all of this stuff in the preseason, but the thing that we don't we don't get to we don't get to 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 be able to measure or understand is this: once if they start winning games they're not supposed to. Doing that actually puts a little something in that gumbo or in that jambalaya that actually makes everything start to taste a little bit better. So once they get that experience and once they start that and once they feel just that alone will add another element to this team and it'll be the confidence that they need. It'll be the once they realize they can do it, they, they might blow the roof off of this thing and really win this division. They could do all of that stuff. So there's a reason to be optimistic, but there's also a reason for your skepticism that is valid. Um, as we get ready to start this season, we'll keep going through all of this. Now, training camp is a week from today. The first day of training camp is a week from today. Uh, fans won't be uh, allowed because they're, they're having it off campus this year because of the uh, the Miller Electric training facility being built and it won't be completed until next year so we're going to be your eyes and ears here on locked on jaguars and we're going to give you every single thing we can we're going to continue to preview we're going to continue to preview this season to give you some things that i think you should look forward to um tomorrow we're going to dissect trevor a little bit we're going to talk a, a little bit more about trevor lawrence and uh 
not just the things that he won't be required to do this year in front of a microphone, but what does him actually getting better look like? What does it feel like? Uh, and it's not always happy. It's not always happy-go-lucky, but him getting better, uh, we're going to see. Now, he says he doesn't respond well to being yelled at, but I think he does respond well to pressure and being pushed. So we'll discuss that tomorrow, uh, dissect Trevor Lawrence a little bit and what it means for the leader to get better on this team. You guys make sure you tune in to Locked On NFL as well as check our uh, Locked On Jaguars podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it's free on all platforms. Make sure you go like and subscribe on YouTube as well. And also, please take care of each other. And if you do that, we'll be all good. We'll see you again next time here on Locked On Jaguars.